Well, hello everyone and welcome back to Gigi in the 561. Thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. It was cold this morning in the Palm Beaches. It was in the 40s. It's now in the 60s and it's sunny. It's a, a really pretty day, but there's a brisk wind blowing. However, cannot complain because places elsewhere are getting major, major blizzards. And so I'm, I'm I could complain, but I'm not going to. It's not worth it. But speaking of weather, today is Groundhog Day. And Puxitani Phil did see his shadow. Now, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm confused because I thought that legend had it. If he saw his shadow, then uh, that meant spring was coming. And if early, and if he didn't, then he burrowed back underground in for six more weeks of chilly weather. So, and I, I did do research on it this morning, and it's both ways. Uh, so I'm, I'm really confused. But his track record, Poxitani, although he did see his shadow this morning, his track record's not that great. It's improving in the last 10 years. It has gone from 39% to, you know, about 50. So, um, I guess given that the last few years people have debunked science in so many ways, the fact that since 1887 we've depended on a groundhog to uh, tell us about, do we have more? Do we have more snow? Do we have more bad weather? It, that 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 about it's par for the course, is it not? Um, where he does the deed is in uh, Gobbler's Knob, and that is in uh, Pennsylvania, by the way. And if you saw the movie Groundhog Day with with Bill Murray. Andy McDowell was also in that movie. Um, I used to enjoy watching it, although it was a little frustrating by the end to see the you know, same stuff. He never could get out of it. It was kind of like a twilight zone where you can't get out. But, and I'm a little tiny bit claustrophobic. I always like to see the exit sign. I like to see the door. Um, those are That's the extent of it. But So the fact that you can't get out uh, a day that it kept repeating itself has always been kind of weird to me so the movie while it was good you know there was still that oh come on let's move it on move it on but we've sort of been living that a little bit haven't we for the past almost year now with the with the pandemic um covid um the cases are going down I read a little bit, a little bit, nothing major, but uh, the reported cases are declining just a little bit. Here in Florida, we have a we have a an, evac an evacuation that's hurricane vaccination problem. Um, uh, it's it's a little bit political, so I won't get into it too much really. But hopefully. Mm, things will be, let me just put it this way, a, a, a higher authority will prevail and we will have 
more access to to the to the vaccine. Um, very curious to see where it's going to go over the next couple of months um, and uh, how people react to the second dose. I don't really know anyone yet that has had the second dose, but the from the reports you read, people have had a little bit stronger reaction to the to the second vaccine. Gary and I were hoping to take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the one shot and done. And we may, because some of the doctors that have been interviewed on that said they would take it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We will, we will just see. Um, but, but back to Groundhog Day, that actually started as a, as a German thing, in case you didn't know it. Um, yeah, it, uh, it all would stem from a, a kind of folklore in Germany. February 2nd is the birth date for Solomon Guggenheim. The Guggenheim Museum in New York City is one of our all-time favorites. Museums can be welcoming and fun to go to, or they can be pretentious and snobby. I am not about pretension, and I am not about snobby. The Guggenheim is glorious when you step inside. The design of it is very modern, which Gary and I like a lot. And in the times that we've been there, I haven't really seen that it was overly snobby. Um, I, I never have really understood that because museums should be for people to enjoy, to go in and enjoy. I was actually accepted into the docent program when we moved to Columbus, Ohio, at their, one of their museums and um, their main museum. And I ended up not doing it because at the end of the day, I felt like that wasn't really right for me. And I won't go into why, but um, I think museums need to be welcoming and um, they're not for the few. They're not, they shouldn't be for the rich and the people, the donors are very, very important. The grants that are given cannot speak highly enough of that. The museum in West Palm Beach, for the Palm Beaches, um, the Norton is a beautiful, beautiful museum. They did a complete revamp of it and it is just spectacular. Surprising to me when we moved to South Florida, to the Palm Beaches, with all the wealth, I'm not speaking of us, but the wealth that that flows through here, that they don't have more museums and that they don't have more for children. Some of the museums for children are absolutely fantastic. Miami does a good job, I think. They do a very good job um, of that. Uh, one thing that will happen in February at the State Fairgrounds here in the Palm Beaches, um, there will be opera under the stars and I I looked into it for a brief moment at actually February 19th through the 27th and I thought that sounded like it could be fun because typically the weather here in February and then on in the spring is, is really nice and it's nice to be outside and in this pandemic time period it's the only way to go to an event like that but even so um, 
I quickly said no because Gary and I, or to myself, I didn't even, Gary didn't even know about it. He's hearing about it for the first time on this podcast. Uh, but when we tried to go a few weeks back to a soft opening of a, of a restaurant in West Palm Beach that we had been assured there was a distancing and mask wearing and none of that happened and it was beyond packed. And so I don't have faith in the word of, of, uh, I, I guess my fellow man, because it's really up to us to, to, uh, kind of take care of each other, isn't it? Um, to say, until we get this thing in hand, until the, until the vaccines are readily available. And, and I did read today where they are opening them up to more pharmacies, uh, today. I just read that story, um. But we need to be cognizant of of our of our duty, our responsibility to each other. I mean, to to help to help that process along. Um, I spend a lot of time reading and looking for interesting stories and factoids and things like that. And but and I can be so sucked in to celebrity stuff. I try not to, yeah, I really do. But today, uh, just, uh, I believe it was the CNN. I want to give credit to CNN because I think that's where it was. Uh, Rare photos of Lisa Marie Presley. I believe it's her birthday today. And her twins, she has two older children that are quite grown. And then these, uh, I think they're 10, 10 years old. Twins. So I clicked on it because I wanted to see what they look like. They're all, they're, they're really very cute. But I tell you who, my, my point here is that I kept going down that rabbit hole of celebrities, kids. And, and then I stopped. It's like, well, what are you doing? Why do you care? But I am telling you, unless she changes, and, and sometimes kids do change as they really mature and get really grown up. Heidi Klum's daughter, Lenny. Her face is the face of an angel. It is, she is absolutely gorgeous. She has the most beautiful eyes. She's stunning. She is, she's one of those, you know, born with the face, just the face that will, I don't know, hopefully serve her well uh, in her life. Um, And I, then I retreated out of that. I said, enough, enough of that. Uh, We watched a show called The Dig. And I went against what I normally do, and I read a review of The Dig before I watched it. And the reason I did that is because uh, there's so much streaming that you get into, and then you go, oh, I'm wasting my time. But then you want to get to the end, and you want to see. You don't want to do anything halfway. I don't like to start something, anything, and not finish it. I want to see it through, no matter how painful it may be, and some of these shows really are. But... The dig, the, uh, I really did not agree. See, this is why I really didn't agree with the review that I read because um, it, it, it it was critical of the mid part of the movie. See, it really lost traction in the middle part where Lily James, the actress, Lily James, you may know her. Uh, she played Rose on Downton Abbey. Um, she's been in many, many things. Um, but when, when her character comes on the scene and and then it goes downhill. I did not find that to be the case at all, but 
I tell you, the the little boy who plays the this this is based on a on a real life story about this this dig, and but the little boy and I did not look up his name before I started podcasting. But oh, not only is he a gorgeous child. What a little actor. I mean, he sort of put everybody to shame a little bit. I mean, he, he boy, he, he, he leapt off of the screen. He was, he was brilliant, and I hope he keeps his feet on the ground and his head on his shoulders, and he matures the right way. It's so hard, I think, from what I've read, to be a child actor. And, oh, but he was so, so good in that. Because I have a son, and so... I have an affinity, you know, for for that because I had a son that grew up and had a son that was that age at one time. And so I, I just, you know, it, my heart, it really melted uh, with this, oh, with this little boy and his mother. And um, I'm telling you, there's a scene, I won't give you any spoilers, but it's toward the end of the movie where it will just, it just really did touch me. So if you haven't seen The Dig, it's streaming on Netflix. So do catch it. It's a movie. It's not a series. So you have to devote the time. And just don't don't start and stop. Just try to allow yourself time to watch it all the way through. Just straight through. And it it, it may sound boring, but if you yeah, stick with it, because it's, it's worth it, I, I think, I think. Uh, you know what was worth it today? <laughs> Our big, you know what our big thing today was? We went to Costco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went to Costco and bought some things. And one of the things, um, we bought salmon. And and for, a, the piece we bought was a really nice size, was $12. was $11 and change. And we also bought a chicken because when you go, you know, uh, to Costco, you have to buy a chicken. They lose money on that. They make no bones about it. But you have to buy one of their roasted chickens because they're really, really good. That's what we had planned to do for lunch. But then in perusing the the salmon, uh, we found a piece that looked so good and fresh and and not too huge because it's just the two of us. And you wanna you wanna eat the salmon. I mean, you don't uh, you cook it, you eat it, you're done, right? So we that's what we did. We made an Asian. We we made we tinted it. Uh, and then baked it in, in tents. You can either use parchment paper or foil, whichever uh, you want to do. This is skinless uh, salmon. There is no skin on it. And when we actually opened the package, it was folded under, so it was even more than we thought for $12. It was a massive amount, really, of of salmon. But here's what I didn't know. It's why I bring it up. Because... I, I just didn't know this. I never never read it, never seen it. Probably everyone in the world does it except me. But you if you soak the salmon fillets in milk for you know 10, 20 minutes before you cook it, it takes away, they said, any traces of fishiness or that strong smell and taste of fish. Now, Gary and I love fish. We we do eat fish quite a bit. And and I just, you know, I never heard of this. And we had a, some, a, a small amount, but enough, of whole milk because uh, with my uh, 
with my Keurig, it is the new kind that has the ability to froth your milk to make lattes. Uh, or cappuccino, I always go for cappuccinos, but it actually froths it and it's uh, really good. But have, for me, you have to have whole milk for that. It's sort of like when you bake and you're making pies or you're making anything, you have to have whole milk for the, if you're going to go, go in, you know, I mean, really go for it because otherwise what's the point? It has no flavor. These desserts have no flavor. You have to use the real ingredients in my opinion. So we had enough of the, we had the, um, what is that? It's the, it's not half gallon. It's the one down from that, but not the little bitty carton. It's one in between. So it was enough in a in a long oblong pan to coat the the salmon. And guess what? We knew we were it would either work or it wouldn't, and we'd be eating chicken. But it worked really beautifully. So I recommend that if you haven't done it, uh, if you have, um, you know, good. But um, if you haven't, uh, try it because it it really really. The, the, the salmon was very mild and absolutely delicious. It was a little bit spicy, the Asian. We made a very simple uh, Asian, Gary did, a very simple Asian sauce. We seasoned the, the fish really well with grated, freshly grated garlic, salt, and pepper, a generous amount of pepper, and uh, a little bit of onion powder. And then we put on the Asian. The Asian sauce was made with... Uh, honey and uh, soy and I'm not sure what else Gary put in that. Very simple though, very very simple. And uh, and then at the end, the last five minutes, you open up the tents and you pour butter over it, put it back in the oven, and it was absolutely fantastic. So if you have a great salmon recipe, let me know because we're always always looking for great new recipes and. We especially like them for fish because fish can be bland if you're not careful. It can be not good. So, hey, listen, please go to NorthPalmBeachLife.com and check out all my great podcasts that I had in January. We're continuing on in February. We had Nancy Berry yesterday, our first February podcast. We have several coming in the month of February. I think you'll want to hear but if you've missed the ones that ran and that were posted in January, be sure and catch up because not the, you don't have to listen to the ones that's just me if you don't want to, but at least go back and listen to the ones that I did with my guest because each and every one of them brought something different and fascinating to the podcast. So rewind back if you're just hanging out and trying to, to you know huddle in today if it's chilly where you are. North Palm Beach Life has a lot of stuff there besides my podcast, of course. So drill down into it and see what else you can find of interest. We really appreciate you doing that. If you have a chance, go to YouTube. Our channel is the same name, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Gigi and the 561 is there always, but you can also find it on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, and several other platforms. In the new podcast, Gigi and the 561, we have had such good feedback, and we appreciate that. So if you haven't, let us hear from you. Do so. We want to know. So contact us and let us know. If you want to be on the podcast, you can do that too. Uh, no. So just let us know. Thanks for being here, and stay tuned.